So learning about yourself and then saying, what would I do with all of this essence? How would I live and what would I choose and what would I step into if I were sacred and I remembered that there were no replays in life? Because there aren't. There aren't. Welcome to Royalty Redefined, where you become the queen or king of your life. If you're ready to thrive as a visionary leader and really step into your power as the creator of your reality, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Christina Kelly. I'm a coach to seven and eight figure brands and keynote speaker who loves helping ambitious leaders create the impact they were born to create. Now it's your turn. Let's dive in. Okay, I feel like I say this about all of my guests on the podcast, but I have to tell you that the woman who you are about to hear from now is genuinely so motivational, so inspirational, and definitely someone who is going to give you maybe that little push that you needed in order to really embody your truest potential as a leader and also just as a person. And I know I say that about all of my guests, but I genuinely do a lot of research on every single person before they come on the show. A lot of these are people who I've met at other events I've attended, other people just within my network, and People who I know are not just talking the talk, but are truly walking the walk and living like the queen that they know they were born to be. And if you are listening to this podcast right now, first of all, thank you for being here. And second of all, I know that you're here because you want to be the queen or king of your life. And in today's podcast episode, you are going to hear about how to do exactly that. I would really describe today's interview as almost like a motivational video podcast edition. I don't know if you've ever, you know, been having a down day or a down week or a down month or whatever, and you've just decided to look up motivational video on YouTube and just play those while you're getting ready or maybe while you're working. I know that's something that I have definitely done. And sometimes what other people have to say, their words of wisdom and their experiences can really just snap you out of a funk. And to be honest with you, on the day of the recording of this podcast, I feel like I was in a little bit of a funk myself. And this recording came for me at such a timely and perfect moment. And if you're listening to this right now, maybe you're also in a place where you have a little bit of a funk yourself, or maybe there's just something difficult that you're working through and you almost feel like you need that spark to get you back up on your feet. Or maybe you are thriving, you feel so in alignment, and you want a reminder of why you should keep on doing these amazing things, and maybe a couple more ideas of how to step into your power in a whole new way. Either way, you are going to absolutely love hearing from Tanya Lewis, who is an award-winning certified international freedom and success coach, business and life strategist, celebrity stylist. She knows some really amazing people. And she She's also a speaker, which is actually how I originally found her. I heard her speaking at an event and I knew she had to be on the show. Tanya is also a mother of seven and has eight grandchildren. And by the way, she looks fabulous doing all of this. So make sure to check out her Instagram. <laughs> anyway, what she loves to do is help you tap into your true power and live out your legacy. Today's episode is juicy. It's exciting. It's energizing. It's motivating. And I have a feeling that it is exactly what you need today. So let's get into it. 
Tanya. Welcome to the Royalty Redefined Podcast. I am so excited to have you on the show today. Oh my gosh. No, thank you for having me and for also just embodying the beauty of royalty. Like genuinely, this is this is such fabulous and divine work that you're doing. And I'm excited about what you bring to the table in terms of the space that you're holding and what you're already cultivating for your beautiful community. And I'm excited to like talk about the road to royalty and all the goodness. So thank you for having me. I'm super, super honored. Well, absolutely, Tanya. It takes a queen to know a queen. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know that for those who just listened to the intro of this episode, people are already probably wondering, oh my goodness, how has she been able to do so many amazing things within her career? And what I really love to do with my guests is really kind of take it a couple of steps back. I would love for us to actually go back a little bit to your childhood. And I would love it if you can just share with the audience some key moments from your upbringing that you really feel like shaped you into the queen that you are today? Oh, I love it. Well, there's so many different, there's so many different things that I think I could talk about in regard to shaping me into the queen. One of the things that comes up just first is I was really, really fortunate to grow up multicultural. I felt a little bit difficult because, you know, so many different backgrounds, it can sometimes feel like, where do I actually fit when I've got all these pieces of me that are so different than so many of my friends or the people in my community and even sometimes the people in my family. And what I learned later was what an advantage it was to be raised multicultural, to sometimes be the only one in a certain culture And that I had the opportunity to observe, to always have this, you know, this gorgeous variety, this beautiful table to sit at instead of only learning one thing. So my background of being raised in cultures and communities that were different and then learning about new people and coming into new neighborhoods and meeting different parts of my family and visiting those parts eventually all throughout the world. Like it gave me such a sense of me. Like I was able to bring all the pieces of myself home that started in childhood. And I learned later that it was easier for me to move through the world. I can really adapt and kind of like I can adjust to any environment and flow with any nationality. And again, while that was difficult being young, because, you know, when we're children, we want to be alike. We want to be mostly just like everyone else and not stand out too much and and not be too different. But that difference made a difference later because I really recognized like royalty is about being good to all people, really being able to relate and to resonate and to connect ultimately, right? To be fully connected here with our beautiful global family. And I got the fortunateness of what was hard when I was young, being an asset as I got older. That is so beautifully said and such a timely reminder as well, because I was actually just talking with one of my friends before you and I hopped on this interview about really the beauty and cultural diversity and an understanding different walks of life, different ways of thinking and different ways of living. I would love to know as well what countries it is that you have family in. Oh my gosh, girl. (laughs) Everywhere? (laughs) 
for a second, but if I pick out the main ones, I mean, um, uh, French, British, German, um, oh my gosh, all throughout the European side, and then on my African side, Sub-Saharan, Nigeria, Ghana, like so many different places. So I think that's why when I even moved through the world, like I've been really fortunate to set an intention to be globally acclimated, right? And to take my children in the season. I had raised several of my children, because as you know, I'm a mother, a mama of a whole bunch of seven babies, and, and now my seven that's growing quickly into more grandchildren. And I always had a vision that my children would really understand the world. And so some of that happened a little bit once my some of my older children were kind of into their lives and our schedules didn't always merge. So I've been in like groups gone with certain children at one point, certain children at another point, but just being able to get all over the world has been an amazing, amazing, um, I would just say like a, literally a centering because whenever, whenever I go somewhere, I understand more about me. I'm like, oh, of course, when I'm in Egypt, of course, this is why I like to wear a lot of jewelry. You know, I'm like, this is <laughs> where my people come from. And you know, when I'm in Europe and I've, I'm fascinated with chandeliers and candelabras and always have been, and I'm like, oh, of course, this is why I love to have my house loaded with, you know, these kind of chandeliers because I'm seeing the old world, right? And all these things. So yeah, I've got a whole bunch, girl. And like I said, we'd be here all night going through. If I broke down my like 23 and me, <laughs> we'd be sticking around for oh a while. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I think it's so beautiful that you've really, it sounds like just allowed yourself to explore the many facets of yourself and the many facets of your heritage and really all the things that really make you you. And um, I can relate a little bit because I grew up with um, a mother, my mom's side of the family, Greek immigrants. And so I grew up speaking Greek at home and speaking English at school and really having the combination of both those cultures in my life. And for me, I've even taken time to live in other countries and really like explore those cultures. And I agree with you that it's really that time that gives you, I think in my experience, also that humility too, to understand just the diversity of human perspective. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's so interesting, you know, that's that's such a beautiful, like, fun fact about you. Um, and, and I know, like, even the first time that I met you, you're so grounded, you're, so, you're just so absolutely glorious in every way. And so, so sincere and so royal, like, seriously. Um, but, you know, interestingly enough, my mother had the same story. So my mother is her family was from Budapest, so she's Austrian. And when she when she was young, she spoke Yiddish. And, you know, and then like acclimating to the US and everything else. And eventually, you know, she had me and then she married an Italian man and we still in our family. So I was raised with Italians. And so for part of my life, and then I got more into the culture of my African-American family. And what uh, what was really cool was watching my mom even adjust to the new traditions. Like she came from a Jewish background and then moved into more of their Christian background. And so with faith, with traditions, all these different things, like I, I just feel so fortunate to have not only experienced it myself, but to have had it modeled of people merging their lives. Like if my mom hadn't merged with a whole other 
you know, just a background in nationality, I wouldn't have been the product of this beautiful multicultural connection, right? And then even the father that I was raised with, though that wasn't my natural father and I learned more and I, I had different experiences as I went into new seasons of life, but I was raised with the father that was meant to raise me in an Italian family. And so I got all this heritage and, and all these different backgrounds and I watched people figure it out. I watched people gain cultural diversity and honoring of each and every person's background. And it wasn't always easy, I can tell you that, especially being raised in upstate New York at a time, uh, you know, when I was born, like I'll be 53 this year. So I was in a time where there was a lot of civil unrest racially. And I'm so grateful that the family and the, the friends of our family and the aunties and the uncles and like everyone got it figured out so that we could enjoy the, you know, the, the blessing of different. In a, in a different way. So you and my mom, you share that. I absolutely love that. And how beautiful too, that it sounds like you're really able to have that perspective as you look on past experiences of, you know, there were things in the past that undoubtedly are hard on us, you know, as children and things that are difficult memories, but how beautiful that you're able to see the duality in it and see it not just as a hard time, but something that ultimately played a beautiful role in you becoming the international success coach and for you to be able to do so many of the things that you're doing today. Now with you, you know, just doing all the amazing things that you're doing, coaching so many people on really how to be more successful, even with you being a celebrity stylist, which is so fabulous. You just have this energy of being so multifaceted and really being able to empower others to show up as the fullest version of themselves, whether that be in their businesses or with their styles. But since success is such a big topic for you, one of the juicier questions I really wanted to ask you in this interview is what does success mean to you? Mm. You know, that's always such a loaded question. And I think that the seasons of life that I've had to walk through, like, you know, as much as I was blessed to have the multicultural experience of different things, I also experienced the turbulence of adults who, as I knew then, were doing the very best that they could in the level of consciousness and the level of awareness that they had, but as they, as they were moving through their own challenges and there was just a very turbulent environment. And, you know, when my parents divorced and then there's new seasons that open up and challenges that my family faced, I myself ended up leaving home at 15. And so I left at 15 and was on my own ever since then. And in that journey, I've had a lot of people express their meaning of success. And I also, just via conditioning, via, again, the ideas of others, you start to formulate what success is. Is it a certain amount of money? Is it a certain place that you live or a certain um, stature or what your family looks like? You know, And I, I think that my greatest learning, I personally feel like our 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 deepest level and our greatest level of success is coming fully home to ourselves. Meaning when we really wake up, when we wake up to who we truly are. And I'm not talking about the external factors of 
how we look, who we marry, where we live, what we accomplish. But I mean, our essence, like when you really get who you are and that you have the opportunity to reclaim all of that. That's a lot of the work that I do with my clients, whether it's in my Total Woman Mastermind, um, where I also love that I take women to travel the world because, I, again, I think there's this beautiful reclamation that happens when you touch other soils and you're out of your norm and the familiar and you're embarking on a journey and an adventure that really allows you to just open up and, you know, just expand your heart and not pull the petals of the flower open, but allow them to really bloom because you've got the right the right ingredients to curate something special. And for me, that looks like understanding yourself. So I think the, the, the most successful people, I think it's about wholeness. I think it's about well-being. I think it's when we find our most whole and complete version of us. And that's just not well-being like we talk about when we're when we're speaking to like our mental and emotional health and even our spiritual health. I think wholeness means full expression of yourself. When you're so comfortable in your skin that you can be who you are, right? And when you're moving through the world with a sincerity to not allow the pieces of you to be scattered because a lot of times, and for any of you that are listening, you've had a journey where you've gone through some challenges and some complexities and maybe even some traumas and some breakdowns in life. You lose the essence, the potency of who you are in those seasons, sometimes temporarily. And I feel like when people are at their most successful stage of life, it's when we're fully home. We're home to our heart. We're home to our intuition. We're home to our knowing. We're home to our truth. And that is also very fluid. That changes because we're ever evolving, we're ever flourishing, we're ever blooming. But it's when you're committed to that. You don't even have to be there fully. But when we're committed to it, you are being successful. And when you are unavailable for anything, but the full expression of who you truly are at your essence and at your core, you can create outside of yourself, whatever it is that you're here to create when you have that embodiment of your most royal self, <laughs> right? And there's this wholeness and this wellness and a full surrender and a full acceptance to both the beautiful light that we are and the shadowy, darker, murkier things that, we sometimes experience or that we sometimes participate in. So that that's when I think I watch people, and I know from my own journey, get very, very, very successful because there's a peace and there's a knowing and there's just this energy and this potency of this royal way of being, right? That says, I, I am here for me. I'm not living an unlived life. Like I am living my full totality of me. It's, it's not the, the money and it's not the stuff. We, you know, we've, we've gotten that mixed up in our culture. And I could say a whole bunch of other things that come with that, but I think it, it makes us more generous. It makes us more loving and connected. And we're just wanting to lift everyone in our path because we're home to our hearts and we've done our work and we're doing our work. And so... That's just it for me. And, and, and trust me, that's a conversation that looks very different in many different spaces. But 
that's just what I think about. Like, what are we aiming for if we're not aiming for that? Wow. That is so beautifully and very eloquently said. And I could tell as you were speaking, it's really coming from the heart and from your own journey of needing to learn this yourself and truly understand what it's like to find that deep fulfillment. As you were speaking, the phrase that came to mind was abundance, not just you know in terms of money, although we love that, but abundance in terms of abundance of love, abundance of health, abundance of energy. But abundance through alignment is really what I was feeling as you were saying that. And that is just so powerful. Now, as you're speaking, it's very clear. You are very knowledgeable on this topic of what it means to come home to yourself and to truly understand who you are, or at least to be so committed to that journey. And if you feel comfortable with sharing, I would actually love it if you can dive a little bit into what that journey has looked like for you from the time when you were 15 years old and left home, because I can imagine that was a very difficult and also pivotal part of your journey of learning how to find yourself. And I would love to hear more of that story. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting. At 15, uh, I was just surviving. You know, like there, there wasn't the clarity that I have today. And I was kind of thrust into a whole environment. And especially if you've been a little bit of a product of your environment, there was this piece of finding out what my real truth was, meaning like, what was the vision that I held in spite of what I saw, what I experienced, what others said was a must for me. Like what was my true vision and what was really coming from my soul? Like not just from sometimes these, you know, how would we say out of body desires that were like, I want that, or I want to be like that. But like when you're really connected to your heart and your soul, like one thing that I was clear on is that I really wanted a large family. And I think that there's this one part that was like, I probably created the family that I desired, you know, as a child and I was creating it. And I did, I said, I wanted six kids. Um, I wanted, I, I just saw all these things and I felt that I saw that I experienced it. And then everything in my life moved fast forward and I manifested that. However, at 15, again, I was like unlearning, right? Because that's also a part as we wake up. We have to unlearn. We have to realize that we've taken on the belief systems of others. Like some of the stuff you're like, wait, that's not even what I believe. That's not who I am. When I'm at my best and I feel most aligned, as you said, Christina, and I'm, I'm feeling peace and I'm feeling um, energized because remember, trying not to be yourself is a struggle. It drains energy. So when we're most ourselves, we're actually energized. It's easy to be who we really are and who we're becoming. And so I, I feel like that was a process for me as I started experiencing my first you know, relationships. And I also was able to recognize that I didn't have to just be in survival and I didn't have to make choices that were just about survival. You know, I had plenty of that as a result of just trying to make it so young. And then later you realize you attract a lot of familiar players in, you know, the story that are very familiar to your family of origin or your story of origin. And so I think I was really, really fortunate because at a young age, I was just like, mm unacceptable. Like the vision that I have, these circumstances don't match. I had to look at my own self and say, and your own choices don't match. 
You know, there's no blame in family and mom and culture and community. This is really about taking 100% responsibility. And I dug in, and I think some of this is just, sometimes it's just about our own soul's journey. But I started digging in and just reading things and searching, like I was seeking. And I was seeking, and a lot of my faith is, was my big turnaround. It was really recognizing, you know, my, my divinity, like not just that we're just here and we're just, uh, you know, having to deal with all our circumstances, but that we're powerful co-creators, that we carry that same beautiful essence as God and all of creation. And when I got that fundamentally, that sacredness, like recognizing, like, wait a minute, I am sacred. Like, you know, I learned about sacred objects and all these things. But when I got that, that started shifting. It was like I got my royal identity. And that was really the truth because those were some of the first, you know, for me and my faith, it's it's the scriptures that spoke about being royal heirs and these different things. And so I really was like, wait a minute, if this is the truth, then how do I show up in my queendom? How do I, you know, how do I craft my purpose and move through life? And I recognized what wasn't aligned, what I needed to release and what I needed to embody. And so everything for all of us, it's a process, right? And that's, that's why I love the work that we do as coaches, because we get to facilitate the, it doesn't matter where you are right now. All we got to be clear on is the vision. And I just feel like in, in, even in difficult seasons, I would always craft a new vision. I mean, I've been through a lot of serious seasons where things weren't as they were. And it was just time to say, okay, now this is a point of acceptance and surrender because life is here to teach something. These people came to teach. These are the angel messengers. Life isn't happening you know, to us. It's happening for us. So what is it that I'm meant to learn? What am I meant to up-level inwardly and in my environment? And, you know, I loved being a mom. Like that for me was everything. It's why I homeschooled my kids for 20 years. Like I don't want my kids going out the door. I was like, Steve, stay with me, play with me. Let's move, let's groove, let's have fun. And I think that motherhood was very pivotal for overcoming so many things and really like making sure that the life that I saw in my mind's eye, as I was blessed to have some great examples and models and cultivate my own success circles and my own diversity throughout the world. And like, there was a process, many businesses, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 30. And so that, that, no, I'm sorry, for 30 years, am I saying? I was thinking I was doing the math. No, for over over 30 years, like my son is 32 now, one of them in the, that falls, my middle son. So yes, yeah, so I, I was, you know, in that process, having mother, being wife, like all these new roles. So we're always learning. It's, it's, it's literally a learning. There's not one thing, but that process for me was about my vision. And whenever I was off, is that alignment that you spoke to. I would have to search my heart and I'd have to look at what it was that was out of alignment. And that made sometimes, it made it so that I had to make some hard calls. And that's not comfortable, but I learned how to be uncomfortable and I learned how to stick to truth 
knowing that even when it was dark and ugly and cold, and I really wasn't sure what it was going to look like, that if I moved in the direction of my faith, if I moved toward that vision and I enlisted the allies or the support or whatever that looked like for me, that I, I was determined to have that and create that legacy and that way of being. So a lot of this came through things that sometimes it's what you were saying about childhood. You'd like, I wish I didn't have to experience that, but it was in service. It was in service because we're really just on a sacred journey and we're really just here to learn and to grow. Like we don't get out of here unscathed. <laughs> we don't become ourselves by ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And we become more and more as we get the spiritual lessons faster. If you're here right now, I know that you truly are royalty redefined and deciding right now that it's time for you to step into your power as the queen of your life. And I want to give you a special resource completely for free to really help you do this on a whole integrative level. I am super excited to share with you my inner queen meditation, which is a two minute power meditation to really help you tap into the energy of your inner queen. This meditation is guaranteed to leave you feeling not only more empowered, but more confident and clear in your role as a leader and as the queen of your life. To get access to this meditation completely for free, all you have to do is text the word QUEEN, that's Q-U-E-E-N, to 833-459-3914. Again, that's accessing your free two-minute inner queen meditation by texting the word QUEEN to 833-459-3914. If you need to take a second to pause this episode, text me the word QUEEN to 833-459-3914 right now to make sure that you get this free meditation to tap into your inner queen. All right, let's get back to the episode. So beautifully and also profoundly said, and I want to pick out a couple of key trends based on what you just explained to me. I think, you know, number one, the power of always having that vision of where it is that you want to go. That is so important because it's that which will really guide you and really be able to take you forward in the ways that you do want to be growing even during those darker nights if you can see them as just a part of getting you to you know that queen-like version of yourself (laughs) then it truly is happening for you and not just to you but another thing you want to point out that actually has to do with a concept that i recently heard about from ancient egypt so it's funny how we're kind of going in a circle right now but A concept that I heard about from ancient Egypt is that, you know, back in those days, they were worshipped Ra, R-A, the sun god. And one of their teachings that you can now see on, you know, some of the things that they have there is the teaching that there is a small Ra inside of each of us. And what that means is that there's a little bit of, or actually, there's a lot of (laughs) divinity inside of all of us and that creator energy. And so I love how you spoke to that um, just so powerfully. Mm, I, I love that. And I love, I love the way that you're saying it. And so I heard it in another way recently that was really neat, which is that it's like God is an ocean and we're a cup of the ocean. And like, we're not separate, right? Like we're not separate. We're created in the image 
of a beautiful God, a creator, but like we are, we're one at the same time. And so I think that that changes so much, especially in a culture where, again, the external goals or accomplishments, whether it's aesthetically, you know, whether it's uh, monetarily or what the family vision is or whatever it is, like there's so much focus on that, but there's a lot of pain that can come with striving for those things and not really getting that we came with value. We don't have to try and do all these things to get the likes, the love, the everything. Like when we really get that we're love, that we're generators of love, that we're generators of our own happiness, our own peace, uh, all these things like that divine part of us, when we get that we're sacred, I feel like we take better care of ourselves. We take, because get it, like, you know, like if we, if we get that we're sacred, then there's a way that fundamentally we start to ask ourselves, you know, does this conversation, do these relationships, does, do these experiences or this way of being, does this honor my sacredness? And is it, is it helping to protect the sacredness of my divinity and my essence and and all that I'm here to be in my purpose, because it looks so different for everyone else. But I think that we'd be a lot less tolerant of this lower vibration or the lower consciousness if we saw ourselves as that, if we see ourselves as a daughter or a son of the most high God, like, you know, all of us weren't born into royal families, but we were born into the yes. family. <laughs> You know, and so we got to remember that identity. There's a certain way and it isn't haughty and it isn't arrogant and it's not, you know, kicking other people out and not making um, other people a part of. Royalty is very inclusive. Royalty says, yes, I understand my own royalty. Now you come on in, honey, because there's space at this royal table for you. You pull up your throne because we all belong. And so, you know, when you get that, though, you make decisions differently. And I, I've just seen that so much with my clients that as they've really gotten another understanding that they're a cup of the ocean or a part of the sun, that they are actually looking at things different, saying, OK, now I need to look at the fact that this relationship doesn't honor that in me. And here's the other part, doesn't help me become even more, doesn't help me become the better version, right? And the same thing, it's like, is the work that I'm doing in the world, is it aligned? Or is something new calling to me so that I not only can embody my most royal self, but then in turn, that just infuses everyone in my path and inspires their own up level into their royal position on the throne. So we got to get great at like straightening up our, our crown here. And sometimes we got to pick it up. Mine <laughs> 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 has like rolled out the door somewhere. I had to go find us. That's how disconnected yep. we get from the truth. But we can, we can sort ourselves out and get back on the throne. Oh my goodness. Amen to all of that. I honestly could not agree more. And 
you know, you said that so beautifully. And truly, that's what the Royalty Redefined podcast is all about. Royalty Redefined isn't about, you know, waiting for someone else to put the crown on your head. It's you recognizing that you are royalty. So put that crown on your head and act like the queen of your life. And I agree with you that being the queen of your life, you know, if our world is a mirror and if the way that we treat others truly is a reflection of the way that we treat ourselves, then by default, when we honor ourselves as a queen or as a king, you are going to treat other people with that same level of love as well. And so I just love the way that you said all that. The Again, just the passionate with, with which you're saying it because it's very clear with the energy in which you speak. And I noticed this the very first time I heard you speak. It's so potent because I feel energetically it's your truth and you've truly tested and you've learned what this really is to you. Now, the next question I have for you is actually in regards to more of an action step because at this point, I'm sure that listeners are like, oh my gosh, like love this energy, love this feeling, but What's one specific thing that you would suggest that a listener or like even me, I'm also asking for myself here, what's (laughs) one specific thing that you would suggest that someone do in order to really step into the power that they were always meant to have and in order to have their version of success become aligned to them? What would like that one step be? Maybe it's a journal prompt, maybe it's something they can do, but I would love to hear from you. Mm. Wow. So I have so many in my process um, with my clients and always, even with myself, you know, I've been doing so much for a long time now. But what I know for sure is connecting to who you genuinely are is so important. And so I love to do what I call like essence exercises. And those incorporate just and, and we could even use the topic that we were speaking of, like if you believed that you were divine and sacred, what is it that you would be doing with your life right now? Like what would change? Would that be upgrades to your health and wellness? Would you take better care? Would you take better care to, you know, get the support of someone like me or Christina that could help you up level your business or your life or like, what, what would you be doing? So I like the question of just exploring your sacredness. What would life look like if I knew that I was sacred? You know, what would my relationships look like? What would my spirituality look like? I feel personally, and I am just a big, big honor. I'm a, I'm a big honoree of everyone's choice and everyone's sacred path in their spirituality. But I will say this, I don't know. And I know some very amazingly successful, whole change making powerhouse people in this world and all throughout. And I see that the foundation of spiritual practice is the biggest thing that brings the peace, the calm, the intuition, the the wisdom and the direction of God in the way that each person experiences their God. And I, for me, it's been my faith and, and my relationship with Christ and really growing that since I was in my 20s. So we're, you know, we're talking 30 years now. And I I do feel like if that question is difficult to answer, 
that that's where you go. Maybe you go to your, your foundation of faith, which is like, what does that say about you? What does God say about you? Because, you know, a lot of times we were born into the families we were born into. We're having the experiences that we've had. And a lot of you have had breakdown, heartbreak, traumas, dysfunctions, you know, just life has come at you fast. And the good news is that what is stable, what is consistent, what is sure is God's love. It's God's love for you, for me, for creation. And when you get back to love and your spirituality, every journal prompt is easier. Every Every experience, all personal development, all personal development makes more sense. So I think that would probably, I'd backtrack a little and say, just check in with your heart. You know, your heart is the most powerful thing that you have. When circumstances change, people might leave you, betray you. You know, the job crisis can come. Anything can happen. We own our minds and we own our hearts and we own our spirit and we own our essence. So getting to know yourself. Remember what you love, but Christina, you did a great thing by just talking about childhood today, but go back to childhood. Like I remember that I used to sing at the top of my lungs and roller skate all day and, you know, things that I was a young rapper at one time. And, you know, like <laughs> I remembered my beautiful culture in New York and, you know, and I understand things about me where now here I am, you know, mama and grandmama, like I've got the biggest crew ever. And I'm like, I get why I still dance all through my kitchen throughout the days, or I get why I like to do certain things or go certain places. So learning about yourself and then saying, what would I do with all of this essence? How would I live and what would I choose and what would I step into if I were sacred and I remembered that there were no replays in life? Because there aren't. There aren't. Oh, this is a power last line. What would I do if I knew that there were no replays in life? Because there aren't. Aren't. Wow. Aren't and as much as we've all suffered abandonments, rejections, you know, all these different things, difficult things, the reality is the worst is our own self abandonment, our own self rejection, our own self depreciation, our own self denial, you know, our own self deprivation. Instead of loving ourselves and honoring ourselves as the sacred ones that we are and not living this one life in the way that is aligned for each of us. It looks very different. You know, I never knew when I was first having my children, I'd eventually become a, a multipreneur and a mamapreneur, but I'd also be a homeschooling mama for 20 years, you know, raising my children and being their teacher and having that kind of freedom along with entrepreneurial freedom and then helping other people get the same thing, like a lifestyle that makes sense, right? Becoming whole and full and dynamic. But right now we have to be looking at that. Like I've learned that I've lost a lot of people and a lot of things that I could have never, ever, ever planned for happened. But I know that we only get to do this once. So every day needs to be a special occasion. Every moment we, we can choose fear and sadness, or we can choose gratitude and we can do our work and get some help if you're struggling through things. It's 
it's been a really tough time for a lot of people the last couple of years. So I'm the last person that's here to act like this is just magic and it's just some affirmations and meditation and prayer time and the things I love to do. It's, it's, it's bigger and sometimes you need a little bit more support. So get supported, but do not let this lifetime pass by without becoming aligned, without becoming whole. All the other success is on the other side of that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Again, so beautifully said. And based off of what you just said here, there's a couple of other key things that I really want to pick out and really emphasize for the people who are listening. And one of those is really the depth of purpose. Um, I'm the same as you. I respect all beliefs, but I hold Mm -hmm. the same belief that there's a God out there who really loves us and that we are a part of that. You know, we are a little bit of the water in that ocean or a little bit of the sun in the sun or (laughs) however it is that you want to say it. But I hold that same belief. And for me, holding that belief is something that really keeps me going in difficult times. And, you know, the people who listen to this podcast know that you know, there's a lot of really incredible people who we bring on and a lot of celebrity mentors are actually on this show. And a lot of them have said something similar to what it is that you said, which is that a lot of them hold this belief that we're doing this not just for ourselves. There's something greater out there. We're, you know, providing a greater purpose in the world and we're a part of a greater power with a lot of love out there for us. And I think that when you come from that deep space and that deep understanding and even that deep love, everything that you do has just not only that much more purpose, but that much more hope, especially during the times that are a little bit darker. Yeah, absolutely. 110%. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to say it any better than what you did because it is, it is the, it is, it's the glue that's keeping us together. Right. And it's also, it's also such a space that I think because there's been so much spiritual wounding that sometimes it, it feels like that isn't the direction that some people want to choose. And I would just say from my very heart is that we get to, to let beauty come from ashes. We get to resurrect a new kind of faith and a new experience with God if the one that we saw didn't look like the God that we know is the God of love. And we, we can reclaim that for ourselves if our heart is calling for that. But I know personally, especially in my twenties, I remember going through so many seasons where I needed to make better choices in order to become who I was really meant to become. And it was my faith that activated that seed within. It was, it was knowing what God really thought of me and how the grace and the love saw me versus my own behaviors or actions or activities that were less than you know, savory or becoming at that time, right? Being a product of survival, a product of the environment. And so you get to learn everything over and just my, my thought is always, we get to explore. We don't have to make decisions, but we can just explore and we just can observe. And if our heart is feeling a little empty, that's what mine was in my early twenties. I had a lot going on. I had a lot of great things that I had been able to co-create, but there was this one part of me that just felt like there's something missing. And it was letting God fully in and letting 
letting me have the same kind of love affair that I was having with my children and my husband at the time and my friends and the world. It was allowing myself to create that same love life. And that totally changed everything for me. And you are right, Christina, we will not get out of this life without some experiences that are harder and darker. We all probably know that by now. But I know for sure when we have our faith intact and we have a place to fall into and we have a place to rest our head and rest our hearts, it hurts a little less and it's a little better, a little easier. Sure. Again, amen to everything that you just said here. I just feel like this has been such an empowering interview and one that, you know, is important for us to hear at any point of our lives. But I have a feeling that there's going to be someone listening to this. Maybe it's you, the listener, (laughs) who is maybe going through a particularly dark time or maybe just a period where they feel confused. They're out of alignment and they know it. And I really believe that this interview is going to serve as a place of motivation, inspiration, and perhaps new action steps with the new energy of hope and faith and love. Mm. Um, And so this is an interview that I'm sure in all honesty, I'm probably going to go back to and I'm having (laughs) a bad day and really just use it as a tool to refill up my own cup because I think oftentimes there's this, um, you know, notion that those who, you know, give so much and those who have so much energy, you know, they're just naturally like that and they don't need to be, you know, refilled, but all of us always need that at all periods of time. And so, you know, just truly thank you. I mean, I remember hearing you speak on stage and as soon as I heard her speak on stage, I was like, who is this fabulous woman? I need to get to know her better. And so I, (laughs) she walks off the stage and I'm like, hello, who are you? Like every, like your energy is just fabulous. Um, and truly just a testament to the way that you live your life. It's, it's clear with your energy. It's all very honest. It's true. And it's in alignment with who you are. Two last questions for you before we hop off today. And one of these that we have touched on a little bit is what does being the queen of your life mean to you? Mm. Uh, Well, I love all things queen. I love queen things. (laughs) So I just, I love thinking about that from a royal perspective. But I think if we, if we, if I were to look at that, it really is when I'm in my, my deepest truth. It's when I'm really honoring what's true for me at that time. Um, meaning if I just need more rest, that I'm being queen of my life, when I'm honoring that all of the demands of life might be calling for this, or all the bright and shiny objects might be saying, do this. And if my need is some rest and some renewal that when I'm really queen of my life, I'm very connected to me. I'm very connected to my heart. I'm very connected to my intuition. I'm obviously that's from my relationship with God. And like the connection helps me have the clarity that allows me to take inspired steps in life. And so, yeah, like, cause all the other things get created, like being very connected to our desires I I feel like that is being queen of my life. Like that's something that I very much love to do with my clients because for so many, especially women, there's been so, so much conditioning and so much, um, gosh, shoulding, you know, people telling you what you should and should not want and who you should and should not be. And so I like to really help women get clear and, and cool guys to the Kings 
on what's really <laughs> true for you, right? The cool kings. So I like to help everyone get really clear on what's really true for you, like what you really desire, your heart's desires. And then from that space, like create the inspired activity toward that. So it is, it's alignment, it's truth and honesty, and it's it's being very connected to my heart and my spirit and what's calling to me in this time, like not being in the past, but, you know, thinking, well, last year, this was the rhythm and this is how I did life, but being really open to the fluidity and allowing the petals of my flower just to blossom naturally and organically and being content with, ah, this is kind of what I'm feeling, or this is the work that feels aligned and, and that I want to shift into. So that that's, that's really it is really honoring your desires, but being fully connected is the only way you get to your desires and honoring them. So once you know them, then doing it, actually putting the action to it. Right. So if I'm craving travel, then I got to get on somebody's plane and that's being queen of my life and designing my schedule. And, and that, that to me, owning your schedule is one of the best ways to kind of just move in your own rhythm. I really personally value that. And I think it serves in life. It helps people be a lot more energized and present. So yeah, lifestyle, all the the particulars are whatever is happening at that time. Like then it's like my daughter said today, she said, I love all your gold utensils. And I said, yeah, one day I just get tired of having silver. And I just like, I need everything gold in here. And so, you know, those, that's the content, but that's a woman or a man being clear, right? Being connected and just saying, mm, feeling a little something in here, connected, desires, inspired action. Mm. Yes, yes, and yes to all of this. Now, for those of us who are listening and who want to learn more about you and what you do and how to work with you, where can people find you? Yes, ma'am. Well, first and foremost, you can go to uh, www.tanyalewis, and that is T-O-N-I-A, Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, dot com. So again, Tanya Lewis, T-O-N-I-A, L-E-W-I-S, dot com. So you can go to my website and you can shoot me a note. And um, you know what I love? I, I'm just interested in really hearing about your vision. I always know if there's divine alignment for who I attract and who we're meant to create something new in your life. And wherever you're stuck, if you're stuck, I can help identify. I'm great at finding like the blind spots and then helping you with a playbook to get where you want to get. And if we have alignment, then we talk about what that looks like. So my website, you can get straight there. But honestly, too, I just love to hear from people. I love to connect. I mean, Christina was my gift. You were such an angel, like all that angel energy when you came to me after I spoke. I really like to know people. So don't be a stranger. Come to IG. I'm at I am Tanya Marie and it's T-O-N-I-A. So I am Tanya Marie and I'm sure Christina has all of that in, in, um, in her stuff for the podcast, but come over and say hi, like DM me. We are, we're one Royal family together and let me know, let me know what you're feeling. Let me know what your heart is saying and let me know you, like, let me know you. I'd be honored to connect with any of you. It doesn't even have to be about business. Just let me know you and let me see you. 
you guys definitely go follow Tanya on Instagram. We're going to go ahead and have a link to that in the description of the show notes as well. Thank you again for being just such a fabulous and fully embodied guest on our show. Are there any last words of inspiration or just any last things you want to share before we hop off today? Mm. Well, first and foremost, let me say what an honor, girl, like this beautiful energy. I never even feel like I'm working when I have these kinds of exchanges, (laughs) just sitting here looking at your gorgeous face and all this As I said, this angelic energy, you know, I'm just so honored by the work that you're doing in the world. Thank you for trusting me with your community. And thank all of you for just showing up for yourself. Like, I just want to celebrate you for just taking time. Like, if you're here at the end, just really celebrating you, celebrating who you are, celebrating who you're becoming, and celebrating your intentional way of pulling up the table, pulling up to the table today and literally being here for you. And I think I would just really reiterate what we said earlier, which is, you know, there are no replays. Life is today. And you're a powerful co-creator. You're, you're such a sacred being and you are loved. If no one has told you that today, like I'm sending you my love and I'll tell you, I love you. I don't, I don't have to know you. I don't have to understand you to really love you because you're a part of my beautiful, you know, golden global family out here. But also I, I really would say that you are essential to the flow of our planet. So if you felt like you're not valuable, you're not worthy. What do you have to offer? You've done too many things that, you know, you're not proud of. Like all of that is a part of the beautiful formula. All of it will be used for good if you choose that. And you're essential to us. We need you. So come on out and shine your light. Get your support. Get your success team in place. Get what you need to be the best version of yourself first for you, but also to really take your place on the world stage because we need you. Absolutely incredible. Tanya, thank you so, so much for being a guest here on today's show. Again, everyone, make sure to follow her on Instagram. She posts a lot of fun reels and just content like this that really motivates you, inspires you. DM her, DM me. We want to know what you love about this podcast episode. And most of all, go and live your life like the queen that you are. Yes. <laughs> love you, my darling. Love all of you. Thank you. Thank you.